For many people, the name Bobby McFerrin reminds them of a friendly piece of advice and a catchy melody. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. McFerrin is a gifted vocalist, and with just his voice, he creates one-of-a-kind sounds and even entire symphonies. He actually voiced all the instrumental parts on Don't Worry, Be Happy from 1988. You should look up his version of Bach's Ave Maria online. I'm Alexa Lim, and this is Jazz Stories. Improvising is key to Bobby McFerrin's current work, but he didn't start that way, and he can actually pinpoint the exact day when everything changed. I'm taking my date to see Miles Davis at a club called Shelley's Manhole in Hollywood, February of 1971. Standing in line, I can't get out, the place is packed, there's just no room. So I'm standing in the line and I'm waiting and waiting, hoping I can get in some kind of miraculous way. And it turns out that as I'm standing there, this woman walks out of the club and walks directly to me and says, I've got two tickets you know, that I'm not using or something. I mean, I'd never met this one before. I had no idea who she was. She gave me these two tickets. Me and my girlfriend got to go in. And our seats were right next to the bandstand, right behind Keith Jarrett's piano. And uh, with a clear view of everybody in the band, Michael Henderson on bass, Gary Bartz on soprano sax, Jack DeJanette on drums, Ayrton on percussion. And I walked out of that club that night molecularly changed. I never in my life had heard music like that ever. I, I, I knew what improvisation was, but I didn't understand it until that moment. And I think that was the moment that I was com I completely dedicated myself to doing improvisation because Miles did it in such a way that was so unique and deep, you know, the music was so deep that I was floating for weeks after that, you know. I didn't really know what to do. I mean, my whole musical life and concept of music was altered that very moment. You ever have moments like that in your life when, when something just changes you forever and you just know that you'll never be able to see yourself as a musician the same way again? You know, everything has changed. Everything has changed. Anyway, it was just one of those moments in my life that uh, changed me forever. But I just thought it was interesting and kind of miraculous that this woman would just walk directly up to me and just give me these tickets when I had no hope of getting in. You know, I was just standing in line hoping that I could get in, but the place was already packed. It was already packed. There was no room. But there were these two tickets with these two seats right next to the band. It was the perfect spot. It couldn't have been a better spot. And I walked out of the club thinking, what was that? What was that? The interplay between the musicians, I think, is one thing that fascinated me. And uh, the fact that the, they would play these 20 to 30 minute improvs without interruption of any kind. You know, Miles would start some kind of a piece and play a very simple riff. And he'd play, he'd be on stage for about five minutes. And then he would leave the stage. And the band would just jam. And, uh, and I had never seen that kind of group improv. You know, each understanding, you know, now it's my turn to play or I've got the solo spot. You know, it was just like listening to what the music was saying to them and then being challenged for whatever the moment needed, you know. I had the good fortune to, to be sitting right next to Keith Jarrett, which was really amazing. I mean, I had an unhindered view of his dance behind the piano, you know, and he was playing Fender Rhodes and, and Vox organ. 
and he was playing these simultaneous lines with great speed and dexterity and so imaginative. I remember looking out of the club and all eyes were on him when he played. And Miles was wearing a, you know, like black leather pants and a black shirt and he was playing a black trumpet hooked up to a wah-wah pedal and so he's just squeaking and squawking and playing all over the place and Jack D. Jeanette on drums. I mean, it, it just, it was just mind-blowing, you know, because I was a 21-year-old composition student in college and I was used to writing everything out and even writing out some solos that I wanted musicians to play, you know. Uh, into really controlling the music. Now, here were these musicians letting the music control them, and I really saw that for the first time. And, uh, that, you know, that changed my life. Bobby McFerrin talking with writer Howard Mandel during rehearsal for a 2011 Jazz at Lincoln Center performance of Vocabularies with musical director Roger Treese and a 44-person choir. You can hear his performance and our Jazz at Lincoln Center radio program, hosted by Wendell Pierce. It's all at jalc.org slash jazzcast. I'm Alexa Lim. Jazz Stories is produced by David Gorn and me at Murray Street and made possible by Jazz at Lincoln Center. So drop by for a show when you're in New York City or consider becoming a member at jalc.org. And you can find all of our Jazz Stories there or on iTunes.